Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. My mom was like, work, you know, all day, you know, work at night, like come home. She still cooked dinner. She still provided for me and my sisters. So it's like, I seeing that, you know, taught me the work ethic, but also gave me this fire of like, I really want to help my mom to not be in this position. You know, I want to be able to retire my mother. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here. And if you have not gotten your Bliss Project ticket yet, you're going to want to run right now, like run to theblissproject.info because tickets are selling really fast. And I'll tell you, if you're ready for total immersion, which means really going all in on your goals, if you need a big change in your life, or if you're really ready to find your like-minded tribe and just have one of the most fun, inspiring weekends that you'll have all year, go to theblissproject.info. If you feel nervous right now, if you feel anxious right now, if you feel excited right now, these are all signs that you need to be 
in the room. So if you want big change, you have to make big changes and do something different. So go grab your ticket because I promise you, even if you come alone, you will not be alone for long. It's one of the most fun things I do all year long. It's like all of the things that created transformation in my life mixed with all the things that I think are incredibly fun. Picture artists, dancing, yoga, uh, meditation, speakers, so many incredible things that are going to happen in this room. And I'll tell you, I just got done with a Bliss Project meeting with my team and I am so excited for what's in store for you this year. So head on over to theblissproject.info right now to grab your ticket. And on today's episode. You guys, I've been wanting to podcast with this guy for quite some time now, ever since I saw some of his videos back on YouTube back in the day. Gerard Adams is on the show today. He's an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, angel investor, documentarian, and a mentor to this generation of millennials. Most notably, he's known for co-founding the Emmy-winning Elite Daily, which sold for... Are you ready for this? Sold for $50 million in 2015. He's been pioneering the way for entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creators. And Gerard believes a world-class leader doesn't just lead the way, but instead creates more leaders to make a more significant impact. He shares this truth on his web series titled Leaders Create Leaders, which gives trailblazers of our generation a platform to share their story and ignite the passion in others. You guys, if you have not seen this series. You can go on YouTube and check it out right now. It has over 20 million views and it's syndicated by Entrepreneur Magazine. You guys, you absolutely have to check it out. I have found so many new mentors through this and I love this human being. So on today's podcast, we talk all about the mindset of a leader. We talk all about what is a conscious leader. We talk about the mindset around failure, around relationships, around health, around what his biggest lessons are, what it was like to make a million dollars at such a young age and what the mind shifts were around it and how he lost all of it and then how he came back again from it. You guys, there's so many good things and amazing nuggets in this podcast. No matter where you find yourself in life, this is just wisdom and gold. So tune in until all the way, listen to me, all the way through the end, because I truly think some of the gold is right at the end of this podcast. So you guys, let's get started. Gerard, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Woo! I'm excited too, Lori. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just feel like I've been waiting to chat with you for a while. So we got to um, have a dinner together at... Was that this... Yeah, was this this, this year at Thrive? Yeah, yep. Not yeah. too long ago. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It really does feel that way though with 2018. It's like all like, holy cow, I can't believe it's almost over. So much has happened. But yeah, that was probably what, only three months ago? Oh my God. Where does it go? It's really crazy. I kind of like mark my year through like what events have gone on and where you've spoken at, but I suppose yours is like a blur because you probably speak all of the time, right? I mean that, and also from the show, like, you know, it's just uh, forget it. You know, sometimes I'm like, what day is it again? Oh my God. Your show is so amazing. So that's something that I really want to dive into is number one, for people who don't know who you are, I would love for you to share a bit of your incredible backstory of where you came from and the journey that got you to the place that you're at right now and where that is. Well, sheesh, it's, I know. Uh, I'll try to, I'll try to definitely, you know, for those that are listening, try to keep it concise because you know, for all of us, I mean, there's so many chapters that go into it. I mean, you look at Instagram nowadays and you see the highlight reel and a lot of people kind of know me because of my last venture, Elite Daily, which was the which was the largest millennial publication in the United States. We had 80 million unique visitors and people wow. saw that, that I got that exit under my belt. Um, but they don't recognize that like I've been an entrepreneur now for 15 years mm-hmm. and it started in the exact place where I'm doing this interview, which was in New Jersey. I'm right now, my family when they immigrated here from my mother from Colombia and my, my dad's side from Italy, they settled here in Newark, New Jersey. And, um, you know, growing up here was, you know, really the, the initial foundation of who I became, Mm -hmm. um, you know, coming from an Hispanic and from the Italian background, like 
you know, I, I learned such core values at a young age, just the work ethic. My mom works seven days a week at a local supermarket. That was like my first job working with her there, mm-hmm. you know, from, from cashier to produce. And I was just like, I saw my mom working and that was the first moment that like, I'll never forget getting that first paycheck myself. And it was probably like around $300. And I just looked at my mom and mm. she just was in pain, her knees, her back. And she was like super mom. Like my mom was like work, you know, all day, you know, work at night, like come home. She still cooked dinner. She still provided for me and my sisters. So it's like I seeing that, you know, taught me the work ethic, but also gave me this fire of like, I really want to help my mom to not be in this position. You know, I want to be able to retire my mother. And my dad, he was more of this businessman. You know, he worked at Prudential and he, you know, he was tough on me, put a lot of pressure on me. He made me feel like I had education was really important. I had to go to Princeton, but I really wasn't the smart kid. You know, my story started with, you know, eventually getting into trouble, being a little bit of a misfit hustling. I was a little bit of a hustle on the street kind of kid. I got involved in a gang Mm -hmm. and just started hustling weed at a young age. Not proud of it, but I was good at it. And it kind of taught me this like grit and like Mm -hmm. a little bit of this entrepreneurial spirit before I knew what an entrepreneur was. And then I dropped out of college my first semester after I went through a situation that could have all went downhill for me. Mm -hmm. Got surrounded by police, thought I was literally going to jail. And were you um, done? I was 17 years old. Mm. Um, it was right when I was graduating high school and I was selling weed. And next thing you know, I get pulled over by cops and I had all the weed in my transmission under my cup holder and all these cops woo, 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 oh. all around me. And I was like, oh, like I'm definitely oh my God. about to be this failure that my teachers like, thought that I was like going to be end up being this troublemaker. I just, I just was at a point in my life where mm. I... I don't know, you know, you're young and you're just, you know, for me, like finally being able to make some money in my pocket and I was good at it, you know, and like all of a sudden I felt like I had this worth and, you know, that all, like when those cops pulled me over, I was like, wait, hold on. Was this really what I was meant to be doing? Like, am I really about to go to jail and be this huge disappointment to my family? And um, luckily someone was committing Grand Theft Auto in front of me and they let me go. And they were like this. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that is yeah. like the craziest story ever. So they let you go. They let me go. I mean, I tell you that like my heart was in my throat. Like I, that day I felt like I had a guardian angel and um, I was like, you know, we don't realize that every once in a while we get a second chance and yes. we don't always take it. And for me, I took it. I was like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to figure it out. So I went to like a school that no one probably knows. It was called Caldwell Community College. And uh, quickly, it just wasn't for me. I noticed that they were telling me what classes to take in order to earn certain credits to get into business, learning about business. And I dropped out. I found a mentor early on in my career and I became an apprentice to him. And he taught me so much early on about digital marketing, mm-hmm. talking about email marketing. He taught me how to research companies. He taught me how to get involved in the stocks. And I just like, I loved it. I was this apprentice that would work with, under his wing till three, four in the morning every day. I did whatever I had to do just to learn and soak it up. And I learned more working for him in literally like within like the first like month or two than I did in, I felt like all of school. What do you and, think were some of the biggest lessons from him that the, just really I think stand out? The biggest one really early on was he taught me how to do due diligence. Mm. Like he taught me how to read financials. And I think that like, that's something that we don't learn early on in our careers. But like he, one of the first things he taught me was like how to read an income statement, how to read a balance sheet, you know, how to understand a PE, you know, how to understand like how to create court, like what quarterly revenue growth was. And, um, and then also like how to tell a story. He was a great writer. So he would do all this research and then he taught me how to research a company fundamentally from a financial perspective. But then he taught me how to write it about it in layman's terms and help tell a company's story that may be this like super technology type company and how to be able to tell that story in a way that people would understand. Like one of the first stories was like how a company was using nanotechnology to reinvent the battery. Mm. And 
you know, I just, you know, those are, I learned so much working for him. And uh, so that set me up for me eventually starting my first marketing agency to be a storyteller, to help companies tell their story online. And I started learning how to do PPC, Google pay-per-click ads, and basically how to help build people's email lists, how to tell their stories, how to get written up in other people's blogs. Mm. This is kind of before social media really popped off. Mm -hmm. And I built that up to about 10 million in revenue by the time I was 24. Uh, I'll never forget the first day I became a, you know, a young millionaire. I remember calling my dad like, dad, I can't believe it. Like I just hit like my first million dollars in my bank account. Like this is crazy. Mm. I remember screaming up and down in my my apartment and my dad being like, don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even do to somebody? Because I think a lot of people can't even fathom what that would feel like. You know, the gap I'm talking about from before you hit that to when you hit it. It's almost like there's this middle point where you don't even realize you're doing it, even though you do. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like there's this gap. So what does it feel like when you actually hit it looking back saying, oh, these are the things that did it? Were you able to do that? The best piece of advice that I would give you if you want to hit that first seven-figure mark is one, be really great at what you do. And I know that may sound so stupid and simple, but like it really be really great at what you do. I mean, like overperform, like forget about, I, I say like money never leads, it follows. If you're really great at what you do. And the second thing is I made that money through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was good at PPC. Yes, I was good at storytelling and getting people's companies exposure and creating awareness and building lists. But I was so good at it that my clients sold my services for me. And to this day, that is the strongest piece of advice I would give anybody is if you're really great at what you do, you have a great product, you're great at it, you're the best at it, Mm. and you can overperform and deliver for your clients, you don't necessarily have to actually spend all this money on Facebook marketing and Google ads and do all these growth hacks and look for shortcuts. No, your clients will literally sell it for you. And it is only a matter of time before that compounds and you slowly continue to just build out your team. And, and that's how I made my first million. You know, I, I, It was word of mouth. People sought after me. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's the that's the number one thing that I would tell you. And mm-hmm. and if I didn't do a good job, I would eat the bullet. Like I would mm-hmm. send the money back or I would go and spend my own money to get that client results. You know, no matter what, like I put my clients first. Mm, so good. I I've, I've so found that to be true. I love that advice. Okay, so you made your first million and you were jumping around telling your, Oh my god. Telling and your I was dad. such I was such a douchebag. Like <laughs> Yeah, I was such a douchebag. I was this young Justin Bieber type, like traveling, you know. I remember I rented a 150-foot yacht and flew all my high school good friends out, my family out. We, you know, we just like jet skis, exotic cars. I got my penthouse. I had I literally had two Bentleys. Like, why do you need two Bentleys? Like one, <laughs> like it was just I was being really this like what I call young money. Now when mm-hmm. I see a lot of people who need all that stuff. I'm like, cool, that's awesome. Like I still like nice things. But I w- at that time, I was stupid with my money. Like I wasn't investing it properly. And I don't know, I feel like I started correlating being cool and maybe even my happiness, so to speak, with having the exotic cars and having the running, being able to rent that 150 foot yacht and having jewelry. I had the bling bling popping, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like popping bottles at the club all the time, you know, and just, I look back and no regrets, but man, if I just knew what I knew now, then I would have an extra freaking 10, $20 million in the bank right now. Mm, it's such a powerful part of the story though, because what part for you or when, or what was it that you started waking up and those things weren't bringing the same fulfillment? It was when God took it all away from me. Ooh. So I literally, during the recession, you know, I'm 33 now, like I was in my mid twenties, recession hits. And I was up $20 million in the market and I had invested in the stock market and boom, stock market crashes. Mm -hmm. And I lost the majority of the money that I had saved up. And I literally went through having to sell my cars, get out of the penthouse. And I remember I went to my mother and my mother was like, you know, I never wanted to tell you this story, son, but with tears in her eyes, she was like, 
you know, when I was about 15 years old and I was, you know, here in New Jersey, we just immigrated here. I came from Columbus. She's like, we lived in a little one bedroom apartment. It caught on fire. I was walking home from school, running home to make sure that your aunt and uncles were okay, that your grandparents were okay. Luckily we all got out. She's like, but literally we lost everything. It Mm. burnt. Like everything was gone. So she's like, we came here poor and now we literally are homeless. And she's like, I had to at 15 start working in the winter on Canal Street in New York to be able to make a little extra money to help your grandparents put food on the table. She's like, I had to take night classes and just, I was so young that it was even hard to convince teachers and I couldn't get a job in New Jersey. She's like, I had to go to New York alone as a young girl. She's like, and she's just, you know, my mom, you know, is telling me this with literally tears in her eyes. And she's mm. like, if I was able to get through that point in my life, she's like, Gerard, you can lose all the money in the world, but they'll never take this. And they'll mm. never take this. And she pointed out my head and my heart. And she was like, so get back out there and do it again. And that's when I had this like trigger. And this is the first trigger. I had two, two in my career, but this was the first one. And then that's when I decided I no longer want to do things just because I want to make money. I was addicted to making money when I was in my young 20s and mid 20s. And then I was like, I want to build something I'm proud of. And I want to educate and use my storytelling to actually create a platform that gave a voice to our generation and the millennials. And I was like, I'm reading all these different publications online, Huffington Post, New York Times, you know, Rob Report, Maxim Magazine. I was looking at, I was just buying all the different magazines at airports. I was online opening up a hundred different tabs to get all the news I wanted. So I was like, you know, let's create a publication that is the Huffington Post of Generation Y. And we ended up creating EliteDaily.com, bought it for $9.99 on GoDaddy, started it with three folding chairs in a, in a, in a smaller apartment mm-hmm. with uh, two interns that worked with me. They were my co-founders. And we literally just started being naive, no journalist background, but just like building this on WordPress and hustling and then figuring out how to get contributing writers with us. And we covered everything from health to business, to humor, entertainment, culture, uh, relationships, and dating. We made a platform that Ariana Huffington, I met, she was a mentor for us. And she helped us learn how to build this contributor you know, uh, framework where we ended up getting college kids that were all millennials. Nobody for under like over 24 years old wrote for us, but we had 2000 contributors around the world. And we started to being able to manage posting 80 to 100 articles per day within each one of those verticals. We did it. Like we literally grew this company from the three of us to it was the, one of the best journeys of my life. We won an Emmy. We started doing documentary style videos. We had 80 million unique visitors per month. We built the company to 200 employees. We ended up raising money from some of the top venture capitalists in the world. And then a billion dollar media company known as the Daily Mail went to acquire us in 2015. And that was the second point in my life where now this time when I had millions of dollars being wired to my bank account, I had another point in my life where I really thought about what is my purpose? Mm. Why is this happening? And I don't want to be the same Gerard that I was when I was 24, 25 years old when I lost it all. So how do you now want to start thinking about what is fulfillment? What is legacy mean for you? How do you want to become a leader in the world? How do you want to show up? And that was the second point in my life when I really started to reevaluate kind of who I was. Like One of the most amazing journeys having the Elite Daily happen. But when I first sold it, I actually went through this period of like, what if? Like, oh, I wasn't supposed to. Like, Mm. you know, this was something that I felt was was part of my legacy. And, you know, I, I, it was interesting. I went through a point of like, literally just like this little depression after selling it of like, you know, what do I do now? You know, did I, was I meant to sell it? And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'll just never forget like an accountant telling me to move to Florida because I was about to get millions of dollars wired to me to save on state income tax. I remember just being there in Florida, in Miami, looking at the ocean and just remembering saying to myself, like, you know what? I'm looking at everyone on social media that's out here, like showing what success looks like and becoming these like, quote unquote, influencers and selling people the dream. And I was like, I want to do something different. Like I want to show, we define what it means to be an influencer into being a leader. We need more leaders in the world, especially for the younger generation. And 
you know, I just, I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to move back to my roots. I'm going to start a social enterprise in Newark. I'm going to open up an incubator in the middle of the hood. And I'm going to start to build my personal brand. And I'm going to do that by documenting what it means to not just talk about it, but show people what it means to be a leader. And that was the beginning of, okay, how do I do this differently? And that was the beginning of me launching Leaders Create Leaders and now World Class Leader and, and, and Founders, my social enterprise. Mm, wow. So where did you, that point of... Because I think there's that place for a lot of people where they can show up to their dreams sometimes. And it's like, wow, this is what I thought I always wanted. And like that toggling back and forth point for you where you weren't sure and you were sure, or I don't even know if you felt sure after that, but how did you start to either get clarity around that decision and go back to the drawing board and create more meaning again? Because we always, I believe that in order for us to obviously be happy or be fulfilled, it's to create more meaning in our life. So what made you go back and dig in to create so much more meaning after reaching the top at such a young age? And I think that's so important and that's where the fulfillment keeps coming. So what is that for you that helps you go back and create that, you know, or to dig in and find more meaning? Yeah, I think there's three core ways that work for me that if anyone's listening, you know, if you're if you're looking to to kind of really figure out okay what does you know what is next for me what is that what is that dream what is that purpose what is that thing i want to go all in on and the first for me is really interesting because i wish i did it earlier and now i'm like holy cow this is so important and literally it's as simple as being still and really meditating and literally through that practice of meditation and drawing out and just brain dumping everything that you are feeling internally. So like what, what I went, what, the reason why I say that, that being still in the meditation as like the first step is because like as entrepreneurs, we are alpha, like man or woman, we want to achieve. We love to achieve. We want to grind. We want to hustle. We want to go out there. We want to conquer. We want to be able to, you know, be the best versions of ourselves. And a lot of times this masculine energy that I feel for me in particular, I've always had this like, I'm going to manifest. I'm going to go, 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 go. And when you're constantly going and you're constantly pushing, you don't really ever give yourself any time to respond to life, to see, to take a moment and to reflect. So the first moment, the first step for me was the moment that I finally stopped and reflected. And when I was there in Florida and I started to really like meditate and journal and write down like what really is coming, calling to me? What do I feel internally where, where I really want to go? And that was the first step. And the second for me was when I got a personal advisor or coach. Mm. I actually um, hired someone. He uh, is now a CEO of one of my companies and his name is Peter Yobo. Um, he was on my show before. And he really, again, he also meditated with me, but I worked with him. Like He literally became my personal advisor and mapped out for me all of my vision. Where's my vision? What do I... You know what am I looking for? He took me back to the day I was born mm. in meditation. Like, why were you born? Think about the Gerard when he first was a little kid. Like, what were you doing? What was those first moments of your life that you remember? Like, for me, it was like as silly as like hitting a bike ramp and, and and being able to make it over garbage cans, and my mom like filming that. I remember that moment. He took me to like these little little moments as a child, and then he's like, and he's fast forwarding, he's like, right now, where are you going? Like, who's the Gerard in ten years? Where are you? Who are you surrounding yourself? with? You know, what are you doing? You know, what stages you are? What are you building? What are you, what are you known for? How do people see you? How do you make people feel? And then in that moment of meditation, that moment of just visualizing, you're just, boom, he's writing things on the board. He's writing things. And by the time you open your eyes, boom, you open your eyes. You're like, holy cow. Everything that was internal is now visualized on a whiteboard. And then from there, you map out a roadmap. And a lot of People should do this right now, especially going into the new year. Mm. And so that's the second, but a lot of times you can't do it alone. So get an advisor, get a, get a coach, get a consultant that helps pull that out of you. And then the third is a radical change. You've got to create a shift. For me, that shift was doing the most uncomfortable, uncertain, hard thing. And that is what creates that radical shift. So for me, that was going to back to Newark, New Jersey, where there's barbed wire and poverty. Mm. And here I am with you know, a million, you know, creating, a, a selling a company for millions of dollars 
and I'm going into I'm going into a place of poverty. For you that may be traveling to a third world country, they may be you know taking some time to go to a, a cancer center and work with children. You know that may be that may be um, making a huge shift into changing your physiology. You know whatever that means for you, but create a radical change that's going to be uncomfortable, uncertain, and hard. And if you do those three things. I think it really will lead you to ultimately where your purpose, where your true growth and where your dream lies. Mm. So true. I truly, truly creating, it's about getting still and being quiet. It's so crazy because just like you said, you know, we always want to know what's next. And I think the scariest thing is the not knowing. And that's where the gifts come in though. It's kind of like that free fall space or that open space where, you know, most leaders want to fill it up and be doing something. It doesn't feel productive if you're doing nothing, but there's no room mm. for new if you're not. Oh my God. I just, I oh literally God. just had an experience with this, like this whole month. And I got like this beautiful message this morning and I'm like, awesome. oh, I can finally hear myself again. Oh my God. <laughs> so I totally agree with that. I'm right there with you. So you are working on um, your program called World-Class Leaders right now. And mm-hmm. I want to know, what does that even mean? Like, what are the foundational things of creating a world-class leader? Who is that for? I really started to really analyze the culture that we live in currently today. And I recognize that right now, more than ever before, we need leaders. Mm-hmm. We really genuinely need leaders to kind of like step up and I think every single one of us has has that purpose, has that gift. And you know, you think about the Oprahs of the world and the Tony Robbins or the Will Smiths or the Rock or Ellen or like any of these people, like anyone. I mean, think about it, like anyone that we've ever admired, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at if you really take off the fame and like where they're at today. The highlight. If you look back into their life or where it started, I mean, some of them they got it way worse than all of us. Like I listened to Oprah's story again recently, and I was like, "Holy, like, holy yeah. cow! Like, what she went through to become Oprah is like out of control." So there's no difference. Like, I think I love that saying is like, "We all have the same twenty four seven. And I think that for me, what I realized is that there's a lot of successful people that have had these, the monetary success maybe in their life, similar to how I had, but then lack the fulfillment and they're like ready to step into their story, sharing that truly because they, they're looking for more fulfillment and they're looking to impact people's lives. You know, my business partner, Yaya says like, you know, a lot of times people just need this, the same message, but from a di- like different, the same, it's the same message, but from a different messenger. Yes. Like there's, And I always felt throughout my entire career, like when I interview people on my show and like even just me looking for mentors, I'm always looking to not be the smartest person in the room. Like you can learn something from everyone because we all can understand struggle. We all can understand like that we come from different experiences. And I really looked at a lot of people who've had the monetary success too in their lives but they've sacrificed so much and they haven't really filled their own cup, but they're ready to start stepping up out of their comfort zone and no longer just build a company and make money, but like literally build a personal brand, go out there and actually be impacting people through their voice, through their story, through launching a show, through writing a book, you know, doing all these things that, you know, we look up and we see all these people doing that are like in our network, right? We look up to the Jay Shetty's, the Lewis Howes, the Mel Robbins, the, you know, the Tony's, we see all these people doing it. And it's like a lot of, I was the person who was this startup entrepreneur, for instance, that was like, okay, how do I go about like actually stepping into being a brand, Mm -hmm. the business of me, no longer just building my, you know, being uh, someone who invests in business and builds businesses, but like, Actually, I think Jay-Z said it, right? Like, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, man. Like, how do you mm. actually build the business of you? And, you, and, the, and, and you're like, and I want to work with the people who actually have earned it. I started seeing so many people on social media that's like, they're just looking to sell courses and they're just, you know, the get rich quick and showing their Lamborghinis and all their, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's all great. But like, there are a lot of individuals out there that really truly have an expertise, have the scars and the struggles. They're ready to like step up and have that brand. And they're not just doing it because they're just trying to buy their next Lamborghini. They're doing it because they actually want to make a difference in the world. They want to push humanity forward. They want to leave a legacy. Mm. And so for me, I was 
I was one of those people and I was doing building the personal brand into an expensive hobby and doing it in the wrong way. And it was until I, I partnered up with my speaking coach, Yaya, who we were all together at, at Thrive. Mm-hmm. And we just like, we came together and we're like, hey, you know, we, we want to serve a lot of these entrepreneurs and that want to build a personal brand. And we want to be able to give them the shortcut and how to do it in the way that we wish we knew when we first started. That doesn't become an expensive hobby. And uh, you know, again, puts allows them to book their first TEDx and throw their first event mm-hmm. and you know, have their own show and write a book and all these things, but not put the cart before the horse and teach them how to actually do it in a profitable way. Mm-hmm. Because if they can do it while creating income, then ultimately that will mean that they'll make more impact. And a lot of times I feel you know, we can, we can, we can want to make that impact and we can be, do, you know, I call it the Gary Vee syndrome. We're posting all this content and we're, you know, we're trying to maybe even write the book, but we're doing things in the wrong order. Mm. And then ultimately we're burning ourselves out because we're not getting clear on who we're serving. What's the offer? If they come into your world, what are you actually offering them? You know, what is that product that you're great at, that you're, the, the word of mouth is going to spread? And how do you actually deliver that powerfully and build a team around you powerfully? And then once you monetize that expertise in that way, and we help you do that, then we get into teaching you how to become a world-class speaker, book the right stages, get that TEDx or throw your first event. And then my expertise is how to actually promote your brand through launching a show, which I'm so passionate about because of Leaders Create Leaders. And and uh, we call it the map. So we take you into M, monetize your expertise. A, amplify your message through the power of speaking. And then P, promote your brand by help you grow your platform. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been something that I feel... It took me a long time to get here. Um, I think it's part of my legacy now is mm. to support leaders, you know, to really help them to get clear and get clarity and get rid of that overwhelm and, and be able to build their personal brand. Mm, I mean, those were all massive things that I used to struggle with and still struggle with, to be honest with you. So I think it's so incredibly powerful because I think the one thing with entrepreneurs and people who are creative is just clarity and focus are like two things that we are always after. So you do need those people in your life and you need a lot of different people, I believe, a lot of different coaches, a lot of different methods. And I love that you said how you know different voices with different messages sometimes are the most powerful thing. It can be like I've been hearing the same message for years, but then one person says it that just strikes me perfectly and I finally take that action that I needed to take. So I think that's so not only important for what you're doing, but important for people to hear because of the fear, right? So I want to talk about that because this is a question I know that you just probably get hammered with and I get hammered with all the time. It's like, there are so many people who have stories and things they want to start, but the fear of it already being done before or fear of the inner, you know, the inner critic that's coming or... Because pretty much, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's pretty much fear that's stopping everyone from starting something because the actions are not that challenging. It's just moving forward with them. So what do you what do you say to those people? And is there something that you're dealing with right now that you're moving through some fear in your life? I love that question. You know, my finale of season three of my show was literally completely on this. Mm. You know, I feel like our world has become predicated on fear. I mean, and if you think about it, it's it's pretty much like innate inside all of us because our you know, our brain, our minds are built to help us survive. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you know, Mel Robbins was on my show this season and I thought she gave the best advice for overcoming fear in my honest opinion, because you're right. I mean, it it is the number one thing that holds us all back. It's this limiting belief, this imposter syndrome where you're not good enough. And, and really what I think a lot of it comes down to is comparison. And I think like infobesity, which then like, meaning like you're just, you're, over analysis paralysis. You're just whether you're buying courses, you're joining all these masterminds, you're, you know, you're looking at everyone else on social media, you're you're, I don't know, you're just you're you're reading all these books, you're just you're downloading so much. And a lot of times it just can become overwhelming and give you some lack of like clarity. And then all of a sudden you just start to procrastinate. And I think Mel Robbins is it's something that I started to implement. You know, I brought her on my show and if you haven't read her book, it's unbelievable. Uh, I can't wait for her next. And it's called The Five Second Rule. And I think the number one way to overcome the fear 
is to recognize it, is to understand that there's, it's always going to be there. Like we're always going to have this time where I still deal with it on a daily basis. You know, I, I deal with anxiety myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I deal with loneliness and depression and I catch myself and I've just learned to train to catch myself where like when that negative thought comes into my head, I become aware of it so quick. And Mel has this like five, four, three, two, one, and just take action, break it, like change that thought by doing something. So for me, it's like, you know, immediately in the morning, 70% of our thoughts, the moment we wake up are negative. Mm. And, you know, I think a lot of that comes from these phones. Like we're immediately have our arms reach. We have our smartphone and we're immediately, you know, what, what happens in that phone? It's like, well, at all times you have text messages, you have all these emails, you have Instagram, you're just Facebook. It's just like so much all the time. We don't really give ourselves space. And I mean, for me, it's like, as soon as I wake up in the morning, if I have any negative thought, I immediately get up. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to just get up and I'm going to get my day going as quickly as I possibly can. You know, jump in the shower. Before I jump out of the shower, I put it on cold water. I say a prayer, you know, to just break my state and kind of really, um, to just get me into a more positive state. At night, if I have negative thoughts, for me, I just start writing. I noticed that for, I, I noticed that like, that's something I procrastinated about a lot. But the moment that I've started to become a create a habit of journaling and like just writing out what am I accomplishing? What can I do better? You know, what do I want to accomplish tomorrow? What are my goals for 2019? And just really start to kind of write that stuff out. It allows me to kind of clearly see it and then kind of build a plan that I can reverse engineer into little micro wins. Like the goal is to get momentum and the way to get momentum is to reverse engineer your big goals into these mini, little mini little steps and get these little wins every day, get 1% better every single day, mm-hmm. start to build the habits every day that are going to make you better spiritually, better physically, mentally. And it's just like, it's, it's a never ending you know, journey of trying to work on yourself little by little by little. And, um, you know, for me, that's been it. It's been changing my habits. It's becoming aware of the fear. It's the, t- the five second rule of just taking action, being okay with making mistakes, being okay with myself and being vulnerable. I'm still working on the vulnerability part, right? Like when you be a personal brand, that's like the, your strongest, the strongest way to create a connection is vulnerability, but that takes time for you to mm. be able to open up that yeah, here I am again, like feeling like maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm not good enough or, you know, maybe I'm going to fail at this, but you know what? I'm willing to take a shot and I'm willing to just be open about it, honest about it. Because the more that we do that and just walk into the fear and realize that that fear is only just our minds trying to protect us, but that there is, there's, there's nothing that is going to, even if you fail, you never really fail. You just learn from it. You grow from it. So like you just, the more that you can just realize that the, if you walk into the most uncomfortable, uncertain, hard thing for you to do, that ultimately is just going to build you up, build your character, build your will, your, you know, get, make you stronger and just lead you closer to whatever's meant for you. Mm. Oh man. Well, number one, I want to tell you that you're doing great on the vulnerability part (laughs) because that literally just you sharing that was immediately, um, that you, you know, that you've suffered, um, or that you struggle with anxiety and depression and that you, I think those are such normal human things and it's noticing it and interrupting that pattern. Like I immediately was like, Oh my God, I feel the exact same way. It's so nice to hear somebody at your level who goes through the same thing. And it's just the normal being a human, like the daily thing. And also like, thank you so much for saying the one, you know, getting 1% better every day, because I used to get so stuck in that cycle of, I used to think it would have to be 25% better. You know, it was the, the all or nothing and it would just kill me because I would go all out and then you just burn out. So really just that little one, knowing that it, it goes, sometimes it goes a lot slower than people think, but when you look back, it went faster. Does that make sense? Yeah. I also think that we don't give each, we don't give ourselves credit. Like if you really, like, honestly, so my, I had a friend today, you know, he's a business partner of mine in one of my companies and he called me and he's like, yo, gee, he's like, man, I feel so old. Like time is going so fast. And I just feel like I'm not where I'm, I'm not where I expected to be at my age. And I'm like, bro, like think about what you've done, man. Like you have, 
you know, you really have come so far, dude. You're the CEO of your own company. You have a beautiful daughter. You, you're, this guy's got a, you know, he's got a beautiful home, a beautiful wife. He's got, a, he's got, not to say that this is part of happiness, but like he, he, he got his dream car. I know it meant to him his whole life. He wanted to one day have a Rolls Royce. He's got his Rolls Royce. He, he can, if he wanted to, he can just take a vacation if he wanted to. And, You know, it's just like the little, I think one of the things that we just forget to give ourselves credit for how much we've actually done, we, how far we've actually come, you know, and just recognize that what you just said is like, if we're, if if our happiness is really caught up on achieving and accolades and money and materialistic things and followers and views and likes and comments, you know, it just all these things like, you know, we'll never truly be happy. And I think you just need to recognize like we're all in this together. We're all human, you know, and just like, it's just every single day, just try to be a better you, try to bring value to the room that you're in and to the people that you meet try to always just give value and just grow. Like we're all out here little by little. Like so many of us compare our chapter 20 to our chapter two. You know what I mean? Like we're all got different journeys. We're, you know, you look at some of the most successful people in the world and it's like they became a freaking billionaire and a rock star at like 40 years old, 45, 50. Some people, everyone's at a different point, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, some of the people that have the most in the world, you know, I know billionaires that are like so unhappy you know, yet I know people, if you go to a third world country that have a little hut on the beach, and they're like the happiest people alive. So just like, you know, sometimes you just got to put yourself in perspective and don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's scary when we work with a lot of our world-class leaders. It's like, it's scary. It's like, you're, you're doing something really uncomfortable. All of a sudden, it's like, you're built, you're, you have to be vulnerable. You're building the business of you. You're putting yourself out there. You're building a personal brand. You're, you know, you have to like rebuild a, a team around you. And, you know, there's a lot of like shedding ego with that and realizing it's no longer about you. And like, you're putting yourself out there because you generally care about the people that you're serving. And mm-hmm. it's, that is reinventing yourself is really stressful, especially when you're an alpha female or alpha male and you're, mm-hmm. you're used to those achievements. But I, I genuinely think that like once you figure out you know, what does fulfillment really look like for you, and I think we can all agree that when you can just, when you really care about people and you really care about helping other people, and once you get clear as to like what that gift is that you have that really can help someone on their journey, go all in on that and take it one step at a time, helping one person at a time. You know, over time, you know, I think you'll see how quickly, you know, you genuinely are making a, a major dent in the world. So I want to know, um, you know, with all of that being said, a question that's been coming up uh, with a lot of people, I, I actually just went on a book tour and I always do a Q&A and like this one question just kept coming up. And I was like, that is such a great question because I'm still answering it all the time. And it was, how do you still have such high standards and huge goals for yourself if that's what you know that you are, but also um, kind of let go of that outcome and seek fulfillment at the same time. How are you doing that in your life? That's a big question. Um, <laughs> That's what I think too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only because of course, right? Like we want, of course, for me, you know, my partner and I were like, we want to have, by, by, you know, a lot of times, you know, Yaya, who you know, and, mm-hmm. you know he's like, I want to have the, the end all be all for successful entrepreneurs to be able to come and you know, have a one-stop shop for, for themselves to truly be really be able to scale and build a profitable personal brand. And we want to have the best consulting agency out there that not only does it with them, but also can provide done for you. So and, you get, and the vision's so big and it's right. like, you know, help over a thousand people and create a billion dollars of impact. And, you know, I don't know, for me, I just really genuinely, I started to little by little shed the ego. Although we have this huge goal. I literally just try to take it one step at a time and re- and like not get too attached to if we're the best. You know, I think a lot of us, we want to be number one. And it's like, I don't want to look at it as like, I'm in competition with anyone else anymore in my life. Like, it's just like, hey, I'm just trying to be the very best leader that I can possibly be for my community and for my clients show up every single day, continue to work on myself. And um, 
I don't know if that's answering your question because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just definitely difficult. Um, I, I'm coming to the, you know, we're walking into December. It's my birthday coming up. And like, this is the time of year where I take a step back and I do what I said in the beginning of our podcast, right? Like I'm going to meditate and I'm going to visualize like, Hey, we're, what's this next year look like? Like, I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed when we think, Hey, what's three years, five mm-hmm. years, 10 10 years, right? It's like, yo, let's just break it down. Like for me, I'm going to break it down into like, what do I really want to accomplish? What's one thing like that I really genuinely want to accomplish in 2019? And what does the next 90 days look like for me? What does Q1 really look like for me? You know, I think figuring out what you are really, really great at is the best piece of advice I can give you. I used to be the entrepreneur that I realized was doing too much. Like I was trying to be a little bit of everything for everyone. Mm. And the moment that I got super self-aware as to what I want to be doing, what I love doing, what lights me up, what I, you know, what I'm great at doing. And then I started to just build a team. Like our team right now is inspires me so much. And I've just been continuing to grow it, you know, on a personal level, like I have a personal team and then for the business. And I I've I've learned going into 2019, like how important it is to have a team, mm-hmm. you know, a team that supports you on the personal side, a team that's supporting you on the business side. Um, for me, the more than I've been able to get self-aware, break down everything, not think like so far ahead, but really break it down into one year and then break it down into quarterly goals and then set up a team around me that plays to like my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just, that, that to me has taken a lot of overwhelm off my plate. It's, it's taken me, um, it's, it's just helped me personally to just, you know, not get too overwhelmed with like trying to be a billion dollar income. I mean, like so fast, like, Oh, I got to have this. I want, I want this to happen so quickly. Like, no, like we're, we're in, this thing called life is a, is a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going to take a lot of time. I started recognizing that like with my team, I'm like, Hey guys, like, Hey, like this is a 20, 30 year, like we, we got like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is going to take a long time. This isn't something that we're looking to just do, you know, in a year or two. Like, this is something that we're, this is our life's work. And that I want to be, like, I want leaders, create leaders, for instance. Like, I want this to be passed down mm. for generations. Like, I, I want, like, if I die, like, I want this, I want my movement to continue. Mm. You know, when I'm not around, like, everything that I'm doing right now, I'm just being very, very, intentional with like, this is aligned with my legacy. Mm. And I think that if you can just ask yourself that question with where you're putting your energy, is it very intentional? Are you very conscious? Are you very conscious and aware of where you're spending your time, where your energy is going? Is it really where you feel like you're, you're going to be making the most impact regardless of money? That to me is like, I'm constantly asking myself those tough questions. Mm. What's one thing that you want to start doing this next year and one thing you want to stop doing this next year? Next year, one thing I want to start doing is I think I want to travel a lot more. Like I want to, I really want to next year, I want to do more of, um, I, I love the fact that now our company is remote. I feel like I, I feel like I want to now like I've always been reactive and I want to start being proactive mm. in all with traveling, with the way that I'm working with brands. Like everything has come to me. Like if I'm going on a speaking engagement, it's come to me. If I'm working with a brand, it's come to me. If it's, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, next year, I want to be proactive. I want mm. to be very clear as to like my goals. And I want to take a proactive approach to, um, to things that I want to do. And travel is definitely one of them. Ooh, one I love that. I- Where do you want to go? Where's the first place you would go if you had to pick right now? Oh, well, I'm going to Tulum in December. That's the first place, but uh, yeah, that'd be fun. And I don't know, next next year, I guess that in, in Tulum is when I think I'm going to get clear on that. So Tulum's okay. the first place. And when, when's your birthday? December 20th. Okay, I'm the sixth. Sagittarius oh, still? Sag season. Yeah. Energy, big energy right <laughs> it now. It is. Chris is a Sag too. So it's like double Sag in the house. Oh, so. wow. Huge energy right now. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, okay, Love so it. what's the one thing you want to stop doing next year? I want to stop worrying so much. Mm. You know, I feel that, I don't know if it's because it's like fourth quarter and it's going into the end of the year. I'm like, you know, I feel like I, I get caught, I get caught worrying a lot. Mm. 
And I need to get rid of that. I need to get rid of like worry and just start being more present. You know, like don't get the anxiety of worrying about, you know, the next day and the next month. Like, I I feel like that's where my anxiety stems from. Mm. So for me, I want to let go of that anxiety and I just want to be fully present to the gift that we have every day, being alive on this beautiful planet that needs us to be conscious right now and awoke to it because I think a lot of people are sick right now. The planet is sick right now. Um, So I think it starts with us as leaders to just be present and be conscious of like every day, the the impact that we can make. And for me, I I would get so caught up in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think next year I want to start to be super present. So what's something that you want to do that will help you like when you notice that you're worrying? Is there something that you kind of like put in place or a mantra in your head or a pattern interrupt or what's something that you're going to do when you start to worry? I think breathe. Mm. I think I'm going to start to like really work on my breath work and just work on meditation. Like meditation has been such a healer for me. I still haven't mastered it. Like I know it's like a work in progress, but I need to start to master that on more of a daily basis. I'm not doing it enough. I pray every day, but meditation is something that I need to start to, to practice a little bit more. Mm, do you ever do like moving meditations or are you always like sitting down? I'm always sitting down. Okay. Sometimes what's worked for me is like if I just go walk outside and do like a gratitude meditation or like just a really mm. like, that's also flipped how I look at meditation. Cause I'm like, let's be real. Some days I'm just, my energy's like, I'm not going to go sit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like that, <laughs> no, right. it's been a new way for me to look at meditation being like other that. things. <laughs> I do like that, right? Once you get outdoors, especially like for me, it's like if you get outdoors, you're in mother nature, you're walking and you're just breathing and it's, you all of a sudden you become that you you start to connect again to the gift, man. The gift of mm-hmm. just earth and, and life, God. Oh, Gerard, this was so great. What do you want to leave people with? Like you have so much wisdom. I don't I literally had, you know, like 20 questions here I didn't even ask. So, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Well, what do you want to leave um, people with? I think that uh one of the things that I want to leave you with is my last season was around being a conscious creator. And, you know, my, my whole movement is around becoming a world-class leader and leaders create leaders and leadership. And what is a leader? What is a leader? For me, you know, it means to be very conscious in the impact that you genuinely can make in the world. And like I mentioned a little while ago, right now our world is suffering. And, you know, you have people that are suffering with fear you have people that are suffering with depression. You have people that are suffering and that are extremely intoxicated. They're intoxicated with the, with the drug of money and, and likes and followers and comparison and validation and judgment. And you have our planet that is now suffering, you know, when it, with environmentally and with plastic and just in mm. global warming. And there's a lot that's happening. So I want you to just, if I leave anything with you is go into this new year really becoming conscious and and feeding the internal the internal so that once you kind of start to listen to yourself listen to kind of that inner voice that's that that knows that you have so much more to give to the world and that you and find that purpose find that 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 confidence inside you to like step out of your comfort zone and to show up show up powerfully in the world show up vulnerably show up just as you are and know that you are you are enough and that being in the imperfect you is what the world needs right now. And it needs you to care and need you to care about your community and need you to care about your, everything from your, in your home, your family, to your community, to your tribe, to your customers, your clients, that to, you know, just humanity in general. So be conscious. Let's go into this next year together as a conscious collective showing up as leaders in the world, as the leaders that we want to be, as an example, the leaders that we would want to follow so that the world together, we can genuinely you know, really help end the suffering, end the suffering of so many people around us that are scared to to open up about what they're going through and and just and our planet too like the planet our planet really needs needs you to be aware like start to care about the food that you're eating start to care about the water you know that you're drinking start to care about the pollution you know and all of those things because right now the world really needs needs that 
Mm. Thank you so much for that. And I just want to say thank you and acknowledge you for being such an empowered voice and such a cheerleader for people and using your voice to help people find theirs because that's truly just the most beautiful gift that I think that you can pay forward to someone is helping them find their purpose. And I'm so grateful for you doing that for so many people, especially when you don't have to. And I'm just beyond grateful for you paying that forward also to this awesome audience that we have here. So thank you so much for that. And where can people tune into you? What's the best spot for that? Yes. So Instagram is a platform that I love connecting with everybody. So I would just say, hit me up on Instagram at Gerard Adams. If any of this resonated with you, just shoot me a DM. If you shoot the word world-class DM, then I will note that this came from our podcast. And a lot of times I just know that um, it, it, if anything interested you about world-class leader, um, I'll just start to communicate with you. And even if it's just to start a, a, you know, a conversation, a lot of times, you know, I love getting messages that are just that this, this touched you, you know, in any way possible. It's impacted you. Love to, love to connect with you on there. Mm. Thank you so much. And you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more. Of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out. See if you like it. See if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now. You guys imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
they capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.